Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. Derek, today's an exciting day because we're talking about a rebrand for a golf course that we did about a year or so ago. And we're doing it because people have mentioned, like, we talk about all these branding concepts and we talk about kind of principles around these things. But what about an example? Can you talk through actually doing this for somebody? And we did it before with an athletic department rebrand for NYIT. That podcast has already come out, but we thought what would be a great time right now we're recording this in August and it's right in the thick of golf season. So let's talk about a golf course that we rebranded and it's a course up north from us in Minneapolis in right outside of Buffalo, Minnesota called Albion Ridges. Talk about how we got connected with them. Then let's walk through the process of how we got from where they are today to, or where they are today from where they were. Sure. The connection came from uh, Steve Fessler, the PGA golf pro who is now the pro at Albion. And Steve and I, Fess, as he's known in our circles, has been the, the pro that I've taken lessons from for, gosh, maybe 15, 15 or more years. And he's not only super tied and knowledgeable about the golf industry, um, he's also knowledgeable about courses and clubs, public and private, because e- even in the time frame that I've known him, he's worked at four or five different places. And when he arrived at Albion, he basically had determined that the spirit of the place of this 27-hole facility, uh, the fun factor and the family that owns it wasn't representative in its current branding. And they were having a hard time attracting golfers who have a wide range of choices and options of golf courses to them, even just in their, in in their specific area. So you get connected or yes, you were already connected with the pro there. And he came in and said, you know what, we can do better. We can do a better version of communicating ourselves visually. So Let's walk people through how we start. If you want to reference the case study, it's on our website. It's Albion Ridges. It should even, I think it might even be on our homepage right now. Might be. Um, But if not, go to our work page. It should be there. And that should show you some before and after stuff. And then you'll get a good sense of what it looks like today. So when we start any process, we, we start with the discovery process. But specifically for them, we knew that it was important to stand out against the field when it, when it looks at golf courses. It's so popular. If you're from Minnesota, so many courses here um, and so many public courses that we know that there's a big need to look different. So that someone who's either in the cities or even around the Buffalo area can look online and go, okay, this place looks different. Why does it look so different? Exactly. There are a couple statistics about the state of Minnesota and the the quantity of golfers per capita and golf courses per capita that put it in the top couple, two, three states. So people are crazy about golf. There's a lot of golf rounds being played, and especially since the 2020, two years ago, there's been a resurgence. And according to the Minnesota Golf Association, that resurgence has sustained itself. It wasn't a spike and it's gone away. And so currently 
the golf industry is in a healthier place than it's been in the last uh, handful of years. So, you know, the first, our first job is to understand what all the competition looks like. Now for this golf course specifically, this is a, a, a family owned, privately owned golf course, but it's a public golf facility. It's a daily fee. It's open for green fees. Anybody and everybody can go play golf there. It's 27 holes with three distinct nines out in the countryside on what, what I would consider the fringe of the Minneapolis, St. Paul metro area. So part of their challenge is going to be to be distinctive enough that they can draw people that are going to be willing to drive mm -hmm. a little bit further to get there versus driving past a course that, you know, maybe is also a fun course to play. Yeah. It is fun. I've played there. It's and you've played there a handful of times. Several too. times. It's really fun. It's a blast. Um, it's right on the side of farmland. It's got it's really interesting. Um normally when you go west here in Minnesota, it, it gets flatter and flatter and flatter. It doesn't play like that, which is interesting. But anyways, golf aside, when we look at other courses in the area and we're looking at Okay, what kind of elements are they displaying? What are they what are they really selling on their website? What are they trying to communicate? When you go to a golf course, at least when I when I look at a, go a golf course that I've never been to, I'll look it up, I'll go on their website and be like, so how does this look? What do they say? Um, what do I need to know about it? And so talk through a little bit of the research that went into really trying to create a distinct mark for them. We looked at three or four tiers specifically of the other of what we would consider the competitive set of the other courses in the area. We looked at the, the three golf courses that we believe um, are their direct competitors. We looked at the colors, the logos, the fonts, the symbols to understand just visually what were they representing? Because initially um, one of the, the owners of Albion said something like well let's just make sure we look like our neighbor course let's just let's have cattails in our um in our logo also um because they do and this course has a really great reputation so we want to you know piggyback off of this other course's great representation so that ended up we we presented to them a page of here's the three courses of your direct competition here's then um the next dozen courses of of what the course of let's say a 10 mile radius yeah, like a secondary yep consideration um, consideration yep. then we looked at oh i about i'm gonna say 50 yep. golf public golf courses in the wider kind of western half of the twin cities metro um mm -hmm. of their choices to say look at what what all these look like and then we did a kind of a pretty simple analysis to say look at the six elements that almost every one of these logos has they all have some sort of earth or prairie element, uh, cattails, trees, birds, golf flags, or a water element. Almost every one of them had that in their logo. And, and so if we were going to lean into any of those to represent this, this specific golf course, we were, going to have, we were going to have to make sure that at a minimum we did it in a distinctive way or, again, um, they weren't going to stand out. Yeah, we needed to tell the new story, um, and we needed to pull out things. When you look at golf courses, so when we looked at, I don't know, 70 or 60 courses there, it's apparent what needs to happen. I mean, there are 
just so many of the same looking things. Uh, it, it's actually shocking when you look at more and more courses that you're like, is there going to be one that really stands out? So that was, it, it almost allows us to say, okay, anything's possible as long as we stay away from trees and, <laughs> and long things of grass and birds uh, yeah. and leaves. They also have the word ridges in their name. And there are two or three, possibly more, but at a minimum, there's two or three other golf courses in the Twin Cities that have the word ridges in their name also. So we also, that, that started to guide us towards leaning into Albion. Yeah, rather um, than the ridges part. Rather than yeah. the ridges. So then after our discovery, and just as a side note, when someone goes, well, why do, if I let's hire you guys on, why does it take four, five, six, seven months to do a new logo, to get to a new logo. Why does it take that? Well, you can see, I mean, we take a long time to do the discovery. We get really thorough within what is the challenge here and what do we need to find out? In this instance, it wasn't interviews, right? Like sometimes for some um, brands, we have to do inter like in-depth interviews or maybe surveys or some kind of other form of discovery. For them, it was visual discovery. We need to do a lot of visual discovery. And that takes a long time. And we needed to see, we needed to visit the site. We needed to know what the, the place, what that experience was that, that is unique to them. Yeah. So there's a lot of work that goes into that. And we're, we're, we haven't even started designing anything there. But then we move on to strategy. So what, what do we really accomplish here in strategy for them? For them, it was trying to determine what we think would be the most successful perception that we could create for the brand how what what are the we, we use um a handful of adjectives that we land on through an exercise that we do that we believe do a really great job of starting to put some parameters around um how this specific client in this case albion ridges should be perceived or could be perceived that would make it attractive to its target market yeah, we understood what what is the what do customers want from this? How do we under how do we take what they want, that experience that we're building, how do we articulate that in five to six words so that we as a team can be on the same page as leadership to say, this is what we're trying to create. We're trying to create a mark and a brand that does X, Y, and Z. Is that correct? So for them, it was all about creating a mark that enticed golfers to come here. Had to be about golf. Had to be focused on those things. And then we knew it had to be a crafted feel. It had to be comfortable. It had to be really familiar for people. And so the way that we moved forward was focused on those things rather than focusing on natural elements and right. focusing on the things that we talked about before. Exactly. So after we have the strategy, and that form of strategy for Albion specifically was on our lighter side of what we do for strategy. It's our more um, streamlined approach where it's like, how can we get this done as quick as possible? But then we move through the visual direction. Sometimes it's mood boards, sometimes it's style direction. But for them specifically, talk about how the visual direction came to be. What we try to do is look at imagery that we associate with those adjectives and characteristics and attributes that we landed on on the previous one. And some of these images are metaphoric, some are literal, 
Um, some are about the experience. Some have nothing to do with golf at all. But the goal is is to create this um, visual creative direction that when we look at it goes, oh my gosh, that that feels exactly like Albion Ridges and what mm-hmm. it's like to experience this place. One of the words, um, you said familiar, but one of the other words that we had landed on was surprising. And I think that one of my first experiences when I got there, not only was I surprised by the the topography um, and the the land that wasn't just flat farmland, I was surprised by the fun factor. The course was completely unique. It wasn't like, I can't even describe it to you and say, oh, it's just like fill in the course, this blank. And so to try to, to land on some imagery that felt familiar yet surprising was, I think, what started to inspire us when we got to the next stage of creative. And when we were looking at imagery, we, we really hone in on some of the pieces that can say, all right, that describes it really well. So if we're looking at their imagery, I mean, we have a Coors Banquet beer there. It's not necessarily a Coors Light. It's not necessarily a craft IPA. It's something that's like a Coors Banquet beer feels a little bit heavier. It feels a little bit more robust, higher quality. So when when you're going out to this course, we want you to see the imagery and think this looks like a high quality golf place. Their current logo or the logo that was before this, the final one now is not going to convey that. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to convey quality. It's not going to c- convey high quality golf at all. And so I think that that was really important for ownership to say, how do we have something that creates that sense of pride in what we do? Yep. Um, something that gives us the opportunity to be distinct in, in telling this story. So my favorite part of this is one of literally one of and I guess technically it's their secondary logo, even though I'd like it to be the primary, is one of the most, my favorite logos that we've done in a long time. When we combine surprising and familiar, one of the things that Albion Ridge, and the word Albion doesn't mean anything. There isn't a history um, behind that name. And Albion doesn't have the benefit of having a name like their neighbor, Fox Hollow. So when your name is Fox Hollow, you start to think about, well, how do, you know, maybe a fox is the mascot and the logo, and there's a, an obvious connection there. But Albion doesn't mean anything with respect to the land or the history or golf. So we needed to figure out what was that representative thing. And we discovered that there's a working farm site right next to the first hole of the golf course with a silo on the left side of the first fairway that's literally in play. You, you have to play around over, I don't know that I can hit the ball far enough to hit it over the top of it, but you have to choose, you know, right, <laughs> yeah. left or over. Yeah. And it's a, an iconic part of the golf course. When you drive down the road, as you come into the property, it's short, you know, before, as you turn into the parking lot, it's one of the first things you see is the silo on the first, on the first hole. So we ended up leaning into the silo as a visual that could help with uh, the distinction and recognizability of Albion Ridges. And it's on a farm. I mean, yep. the idea that it's on a farm and it's on all these things, when you're playing, not even that first hole, but you play other holes, there are holes that come all the way down some of the farmland and it's pretty, it's really nice. And when you think of 
the courses in the area is a farm completely unique probably not but no one else seems to be wanting to tell that story so we felt that that story could be told in in that way whereas other people could tell the story but choose not to so yep. we'll we'll take it yep and then we 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 go into this thing so Derek's talking about wanting that silo to be the primary it's it's the secondary because the the leadership of the club wanted to have this emblem of an a right they think that they don't embrace the silo they look at the silo on the side of the hole and they're like damn it you know we had to build our golf hole around a silo yeah. and and we said well this is actually a great opportunity to embrace it and so a great first step was getting them to agree that the silo could be and should be part of their identity but the compromise with them was to say let's not lead with that yet um, coming right out of the gates with this rebrand, let's lead with the ultimately the monogram that is the primary, the new primary logo. Yeah, and their monogram has a little T in it. Yeah, if you don't see it, it's little, beautiful little golf tee, little golf subtle tea. golf tee. Um, and then the funny part is they didn't want the silo, but that silo actually has won an award for the visual. It's it's a, just an amazing little mark that. Um, represents them perfectly. Yeah, with the three rolling hills in the background that yeah. represent the three different nine holes of this 27-hole golf course. Yeah. So then when we talk about all of the identities created, we've done all that stuff. We didn't do messaging for them. That wasn't a part of this project. But um, then we apply it to everything, right? That's going on flags and going on hats and going on golf balls and going on shirts and and then how do we how do we apply those things how do we think about the application of those things as it uh, comes into play we we work with the club the course um and the leadership to understand but we basically do an audit of all of the places and ways that they use the logo the touch points yep um for them specifically one of the reasons that we had a timing deadline was so that the logo was done in time so that they could get all of their merchandise printed and logoed for that upcoming golf season. So we ended up putting together a, a, a brand style guide with fonts and colors um, to understand, to help their printing partners um, and embroidery and apparel partners um, have all the tools, the art, and the guidelines that they needed to help roll this out into merch. Um, I know that the course put the the logo on scorecards, on ball markers. Signage. Um, signage, and they're starting um, to, they're continuing to start to roll this stuff yeah. out. And as we roll out, normally when we refresh brands or recreate brands, the, the process is, okay, let's get this established, created, and do that. And then over the course of a year or so, we help them roll it out and apply it to things that they wouldn't normally think of. So like we talked about, okay, how do we apply this across the board? How does someone go somewhere and say, oh, I remember that. It's almost like, how do we paint the silo? How do we, what do the flags look like? How do, how does the T markers look like? So when we look at golf course specific, there's so many different touch points that people can see that applies across brands in general. I mean, when we work with a corporate client, we still do that same thing. It may not have as many applications from a physical touch points like a golf course might have, but from a corporate standpoint, there's still so many other things that it can be applied to, like internal signage or anything like that. Yep. I think for our goal, it would be to have enough merch, enough 
items in the pro shop that somebody who goes there has a blast, really enjoys the the spirit and the energy and the experience of playing a place like Albion Ridges that you give them the opportunity to grab a little a souvenir um, that says that they've been there so they can tell their friends, tell other golfers that they play with, spread the word, grow that awareness, um, yeah. and hopefully come back and come back often. Absolutely. So this is a shorter episode, but we went through that Albion Ridges case study. If you haven't seen it, go to our website. Uh, the work page should have it there. It was a great project. It was really fun to do. And it's nice because people here like golf anyway. So. Yeah, and if you're in the Twin Cities listening um, and you're a golfer, I, I give it my endorsement. Um, go check out Albion Ridges and tell Steve Fessler we yeah. sent you. Just send Derek an email and ask him to go golf with you, and he'll go do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Till next time. Thanks. Susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark, guiding marketing leaders who are working to make their brand communicate better, stand out, and engage audiences to grow their business. For more on Susner, visit susner.com. Thank you.